man, is that the Rock News Weekly podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. It's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast this week of July 5th, 2021, Season 3, Episode 26. Chris here in the garage with Charles. What's up, man? Hey, you know what I'm full of today, Chris? What are you full of? Sugar, honey, ice, and tea, Chris. Wow, okay. Wow, nice. that's nice. Nice. Uh, I didn't think you were going that direction. Uh, but this week's topics include, guys, a movie about the life of the late Stone Temple Pilots lead singer Scott Weiland is in the works. Ooh. Marilyn Manson will turn himself into authorities to efface assault charges. Ooh. We'll talk about that. Jack Black, Rob Halford, and more added to the Ronnie James Dio birthday celebration. Rush's Alex Lifeson teamed up virtually, uh, virtually with Metallica's Kirk Hammett and Raging Against the Machine's Tom Morello for a new mystery project. Ooh. Mark Hoppus of Blink-182 plays video games with his fans on Twitch and gives an update on his cancer treatment. Plus, this week in music history trivia and weekly WTF, so much more. All of our links are up, rocknewsweekly.com. Make sure you guys give us a like, follow, uh, all that good stuff on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at rocknewsweekly. Uh, an album was released on 4th of July uh, It was from Lena Del Rey though Called Blue Bannisters, Nothing in the Rock World uh, But coming up this Friday On July 9th, we have new albums Out from Half Wave The Museum of Love, The Goon Sacks And The Wallflowers They all got new albums coming out this Friday July 9th, so check that out Alright, rock news this week Kicking it off Marilyn Manson reportedly will turn himself in To face assault charges He's reportedly agreed to turn himself into authorities to face assault charges in New Hampshire involving a female videographer at a concert of his two years ago. A warrant was issued for his arrest uh, on October of 2019, and just now, in 2021, almost two years later, he's finally uh, agreed to turn himself in to face charges. Just now. Yeah, and it was during the show on August 18th, Bank of New Hampshire, uh, she, Marilyn Manson spit directly on this uh, videographer lady multiple times. Mm. She had video proof of it. All that stuff, right? He yeah. reportedly, plans himself, uh, reportedly plans to turn himself into police in L.A. and will, will be booked, released on bail with the condition under the condition that he have no contact with the victim in question. Mm. Uh, he also currently faces multiple sexual assault lawsuits. He's not turning himself in for those. More than a dozen women have made allegations against him over the past several months, uh, months including his ex-fiancee, actress Evan, Evan Rachel Wood. So, Huh. Uh, I you know it's it, this this drives me crazy. I, Brian, come on, Brian, Brian, Brian Warner, Brian, Marilyn Manson's real name. You know, and they and they've been trying to get a hold of him since October of 2019. Have sent multiple requests. Have sent multiple letters. E- either either he fucked up or his like agent fucked up or somebody. Like, I guarantee you it was know. him saying, nah, "I don't give a shit." Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna deal with it. Yeah. Uh, no, no big deal. And then. It, it just kept building up, building up, and this videographer would not let it go. Yeah. And uh, he had to face the music. So it's going to be interesting to see if he gets charged there uh, with assault. Ridiculous. Uh, we'll have to see. Ridiculous. Um, all right, let's move on to some more rock news this week. Scott Weiland movie is in the works. Mm. A movie about the life of the late Stone Temple Pilots lead singer Scott Weiland is in the works, according to The Hollywood uh, Reporter. The film is called Paper Heart, mm. and it's based on Weiland's memoir called Not Dead and Not for Sale. Dark Pictures and Orion Williams 
have acquired, acquired the book rights to the memoir, and Jennifer Irwin, a diehard STP fan and co-founder of Dark Pictures, will write the film's script. Okay. So, All right. It, it, it sounds good. At least it says a diehard STP fan, so that sounds good. That yeah. You know, we're going to have somebody involved there. Obviously, the estate of Scott Weiland is giving its blessing. Otherwise, it wouldn't be moving forward. So, yeah. Um, sounds interesting. I think it's deserving of a picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. As long as they don't try to, like, glamorize it too much and right. kind of tell it like it is. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. Cool. It, it, those, it's a very fine line when somebody dies of an overdose, um, you know, like they did with The Doors and different different bands in the past you know you don't want to sensationalize the bad stuff that the the lead singer did yeah uh, but yep. at the same time it was very much part of who they were part of their live show part of their stage show and yeah why the turmoil in the band may have been the way it was oh yeah yeah so yeah it'll be interesting to see how that all kind of comes comes to the screen you know so we'll see um, all right, let's move on to some more rock news this week. Uh, the Ronnie James Dio birthday celebration is getting Ooh. bigger. Rob Halford just confirmed that he's going to be part of it. He's the lead singer of Judas Priest. Also, Sammy Hagar is going to be there. Tenacious D's, Jack Black, Ooh. and Kyle Gass. We were talking about that. Yeah, we were la- like, they're huge fans of Dio. A like. couple, couple weeks ago, they were not confirmed as yeah. part of the lineup, but now they are. So, the, of course, they got to be in there, right? Uh, Lizzie Hale, Sebastian Bach, uh, Mikey D from Scorpions, Duff McKagan. Um, lots of people involved in this. This is going to be a really cool. Uh, you could check it out, DioCancerFund.org. Nice. It's happening this Saturday. July 10th, 2 p.m. Pacific time. It will benefit the Ronnie James Dio Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund, uh, founded in the memory of him, of course, who was the voice of Elf, Rainbow, Black Sabbath, and Dio before losing his battle with gastric cancer in 2010. So lots of musicians involved in it. You guys can check it out. Tickets are on sale at rollinglivestudios.com slash Dio, and it all goes to benefit the Dio Cancer Fund. So great stuff there, and it's going to be a badass show. (coughs) So looking looking forward to that. So check it out on yeah, July 10th. That's, that's going to be awesome. That's um, going to be super dope. Speaking of cancer, unfortunately, Mark Hoppus, though, giving a positive update. Uh, he was part of uh, Twitch the other, the other week. Last week he was playing some video games on Twitch, and he updated his fans online through the video game. Uh, he was playing with apparently some of the fans. They could play with him, and so he was saying about it. I feel much better than yesterday, noting that each day is a struggle. Yesterday was hellish for me, and I woke up today feeling better. I went for a walk, and I had a decent breakfast, and I haven't felt like I was going to throw up today, so we'll take it as a win. Oh, cool. He made the comments while dropping into a game of a, a game called Blinko, which I looked it up. It's kind of a, a lo-fi ripoff of the um, uh, Price is Right game Plinko. Oh, no way. It's called Blinko. Blinko. And, yeah, and it's a free-to-play online kind of game. It's kind of funny. And oh, so that is funny. He was playing that with some of his fans on Twitch. He signed in to play with uh, the fans and answer, answer some questions. He also taught fans how to play the game and thanked everyone for their well wishes. He noted that all proceeds from the game were earmarked for Children's Hospital. So, very cool. You know, speaking of Plinko... Um I actually was in the audience of The Price is Right at one time. Oh, really? Yeah, and I've got a secret about The Price is Right. So, What's that? And they don't, and they don't air it. They don't air it, uh, and, and you don't sue me, Price is Right, for saying this, but, you know, they uh, uh, people win. And, and, uh, and yeah. uh, a lot of the times, like, if you see people and they're just not getting it, um, it's because, uh, at least when I saw it, Bob Barker was there. Uh, Bob Barker would give them, like, 
you know, second or third chances to actually get it. So, like, I've seen that that game actually play. Oh. And then, and then he, at one point during a, a commercial break, he was telling the audience, he was like, listen, you want to know why you don't see me giving, like, people, like, you know, second or third chances? He's, he's like, because people like winners. Like, we wouldn't have an audience if everybody loses. He was like, yeah, these yeah. games are fucking hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he's Mormon, so he didn't say fucking, <laughs> but I wish he did. But, uh, you know, he's, he was like, these games are hard. It's it's So, you know, we give them second, third chances, and yeah, you just don't Yeah, that's cool. It. Yeah, it's, yeah. See, the secret, the secret of Price is Right. That's cool. That's awesome. And that's a good point. You know, nobody wants to see a bunch of losers on, on the game show, mm-hmm. right? So, that's, yeah. that's a great point. See what I did there? I took a sad story about a cancer, Aww. and I turned it around. Oh. What a nice turnaround. Yeah, so he'll like that. And now a message from one of our sponsors. When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears... Know that Balljack is there with you. Hell yeah! America. Balljack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his Balljack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his Balljack. Woo! Balljack. The drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. <laughs> uh, Perry Farrell talking in a new interview, hoping for one more Jane's Addiction studio album. Uh, he appeared on AXS TV's At Home and Social With. It's a new series where they kind of like do Zoom calls with musicians. And he explained, I love the guys in Jane's Addiction and, and I want to record with them, but I don't know what their plans are, but I'll talk to him about it. Mm. He added, these days it's a little bit different. We, meaning us older guys that are established now, there's not really a need to come out with albums. Although maybe one more album before I die would be awesome with Jane's. And mm. I think we can do it too. I would like to be prolific for the next five years, I think. Then I'll be able to take a vacation. Perry went on to say, I'll call them up from time to time and I tell them I've got this track, man, but they're not ready. So I give it off to my solo project, Kind Heaven Orchestra. Mm. So it sounds like he wants to get stuff going, but they're not ready in Jane's yeah. world. And he's just kind of doing stuff with his solo project in the meantime. Well, so that makes sense. Yeah. Hopefully they'll be coming down the mountain soon. Right. This band, uh, Jane's Addiction, will play September 10th at the Redondo Beach, California, at the Beach Life Festival, and on September 24th, Louisville, Kentucky, at Louder Than Life. Cool. Uh, uh, that's Kind Heaven Orchestra, not Jane's Addiction. Oh, I uh, love Redondo Beach. That's a, that's a cool place. Yeah, beautiful place, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Um, all right, this is an interesting collaboration this week. Well, it was actually last week. Alex Lifeson teamed up with Tom Morello and Kirk Hammett uh, for a new project of Tom Morello's. He's putting it all together. And Alex Lifeson told uh, Ultimate Classic Rock about it, quote, I think this is a project that he's working on with a bunch of different musicians. I don't really know what the future holds for it, but I really love doing it. Okay. He explained that Morello sent the tracks to him and, and Hammett and was pretty vague as to what he should add. With Lifeson recalling, he said, put whatever you want on it. The more, the merrier. He was going to give uh, to Kirk Hammett, and Kirk was going to do the same thing. Being the contrarian, I did all of these other styles, not just heavy rock stuff. We were all talking to each other while we were doing it, and we just had such a riot. I sent my stuff in, and it went to Kirk then, and then he sent his stuff in. 
Uh, he said he was pleased by the rough mix he heard of the track. It's really some fun music. It's so Tom Morello, his parts. I just smiled the whole way through listening to it. I thought it was really, really cool the way it turned out. I'm hoping that he might have something else to send along. So that was uh, Alex Leipzig uh, yes. saying that? Oh, okay. I, I didn't think that he played hard rock. <laughs> I know, right? He's yeah. like, it's not all that hard shit, you know, like Rush plays. <laughs> it's not like that grind metal had like, that Rush plays. They had that three, like, three <laughs> songs in the 90s that were like, they tried to be heavy. Yeah. So, no, hey, yeah. hey, good, uh, yeah, that's, hey, good for you, Alex. Good for, good for you, claiming to be metal. <laughs> Metallica's Kirk Hammett also involved in that. That's going to be interesting, so check it out, guys. Uh, mm, I don't know nice. when it's going to see the light of day or what it's going to be released as, nice. but it's happening. New ACDC book is coming out, chronicling the Back in Black tour. Mm. Uh, this is like behind-the-scenes photos from that tour in 1980. Uh, and apparently it's put on or, or being released by a legendary rock photographer, Robert Ellis, who's huh. done Queen, Paul McCartney, Iron Maiden, Van Halen, Genesis, Scorpions, Prince, and The Who. Uh, he's released books with all of those guys. So now he's doing ACDC. And it's all about their tour from 1980. Okay. And uh, Bon Scott passed away February 19th, 1980 at the age of 33. And then ACDC's Back in Black was released later that year on July 25th. Gotcha. And that tour was a big tour and a career-changing tour as Brian Johnson uh, got into the lead vocal duties. Uh, and it's just going to be interesting to kind of see uh, stuff from that era yeah. uh, captured as it was. So check that out. Maybe uh, a, maybe they get a, a photo of Brian Johnson gargling eight penny nails. <laughs> to get ready for the concert. Get ready for the concert, yeah. yeah. Hey, right. you ready, Brian? Yeah. yeah. Just hit me in the throat with a baseball bat. <laughs> I'll be ready to go on. Yeah. Ready. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Ozzy Osbourne's album gets the Jigsaw treatment. Uh, actually, a couple of them are going to be available as Jigsaw puzzles this fall. Okay. Blizzard of Oz, Diary of Madman, Bark of the Moon, Ultimate Scene, uh, released as 500-piece Jigsaws on September 17th. They're, they come in a vinyl box set-sized box, and they've done other bands like Slayer and Iron Maiden. Nothing like putting a Slayer puzzle together oh, with, I know. with the family, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that uh, Paimon's head there? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the Satan's overlord uh, horn there. Yeah. Oh, check this out. I put look, the pentagram this, together. Mom, yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's Mulklatu. It's this, Satan's from claw. From the seventh layer. Yeah. <laughs> Satan's foot. <laughs> oh, oh, dance with the dead in my dreams. Yep, that's a good... And that's what plays while you're putting that's the... What, uh, <laughs> Uh, Dead Skin Mask, a uh, song about uh, whatever, John Ed Wayne Gein. Gacy. Ed Gein, Ed Gein yeah, that's yeah. right. Ed Gein. <laughs> that's what plays when you open up the puzzle box. All right. Pearl Jam and Corns, Jonathan Davis getting their own vinyl figures. Check this out. They're doing Ooh. a bunch of rock uh, Funko Pops right now. There's yeah. a Funko Papapalooza that's happening, and you can get all kinds of rock ones, including Ozzy, Ghost, John Lennon, Jimi oh. Hendrix, Green Day, the whole band, Jonathan Davis, the whole band of Pearl Jam. Okay. And yeah, see, so they're all getting a bunch of rock uh, Funkos uh, lately. So if you're into all that, check it out. Is Pearl Jam going to actually allow that? I know, right? <laughs> uh, legal Jam, you mean? Legal Jam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, some birthdays. Check it out, rock birthdays. Kind of weird ones this week. Um, not a bunch of... Debbie Harry is the main yeah. one. You, yeah. you know that. She's the singer of Blondie. She's 76. But then we got Colin Hay, the singer-guitarist of Men at Work. He's 68. Oh. Ian, Ian Pace, the drummer from Deep Purple. He's okay. 73. Roy Britton, the keyboardist from Bruce Springsteen's band, uh, 72. 
Johnny Cola, mm. the guitarist saxophonist from Huey Lewis in the News, is nice. 69. And Fred Schneider! Hello, Fred Schneider! The lead singer of the B-52s! How old are you, Fred? I'm 70! I'm 70! <laughs> what do you want to have for your birthday? Rock Lobster! <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Oh, that guy. Fred Schneider, man. That guy. <clears throat> he must be a riot at the uh, old folks' home. You know, it's like it's like back then, like in him and then the, the lead singer of Fine Young Cam- Cannibals. If you if you ever okay, so if you guys remember Finding Young Cannibals and his voice, okay, they so did a tour together, the most annoying tour, yeah. in 1991. <laughs> well, like his voice, so I it was so funny because uh, you know when he sings, if you guys remember, so he's like, and he sings with a lisp. It's really weird. Like it's great. He actually sings with a lisp. Absolutely and it's really fantastic. High. And then when you listen to him like on interviews, they're like, so what was the inspiration for that song? He's like. I'm not sure. I'm just wondering whether or not. <laughs> all well spoken in this day, and yeah, his voice is all deep, and it's all he sounds very suave. It's so weird. But they're like, they're like, could you play us a song? And he's like, sure, yeah, sure, I'll play you something. <laughs> what? So weird. Yeah, that's the same thing with um with B52s. I'm sure he's got like this deep baritone. Yeah, voice. when he gets on yeah. stage, he's like, he's- what's up, baby? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, oh, baby? Can you sing for us? Rock Lobster! <laughs> uh, all right, check this out. We got some trivia, guys. It's time for trivia. This week in yes. the year 2000, <laughs> members of this band take on chess grandmaster Gary Kasparov Ooh. in the Times Square studios of ABC's Good Morning America. The musicians are all beaten, oh, yeah. uh, of course, yeah. but uh, who was the band that was in the studio in Ooh. Good Morning America? In the year 2000. Was it oh, A, man. Van Halen, B, Rush, or C, The Police? Ooh, that's a hard one. This this week, too. They all got beat by Grand chess grandmaster Gary Kasparov. They take on chess grandmaster. Okay, so uh, so I'm not going to go with, with a, with a um, oh, what was the name of uh, Cokefield David Crosby's band? Uh, the Cokefield, David Crosby, and the Cockatoos? The Cockatoos, yeah. Right. So I'm not going to go I think they were the broken up at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was exactly. a short-lived. So I'm going to go So I'm gonna go with C, the police. And this is why. So audience, this is why I'm going with C, the police. Because only Sting would have the fucking gall to challenge <laughs> Grandmaster <laughs> Gary Kasparov. I know, right? Yes. You are absolutely <laughs> correct. <laughs> I was right. You are absolutely correct. Right. Sting and some members of his band take on chess grandmaster Gary Kasparov in the Times Square studios of ABC's Good Morning America. The musicians are all beaten. And yeah, I'm sure it was Sting's idea. Yeah. Uh, we could go. Uh, yeah. He's not that great. Yeah. Or that was my Sting. That was absolutely horrible, but. <laughs> He's like he's like uh he's go, uh, channeling his inner Harkonnen, and he's like I will beat him. It's so I dumb. I will beat him. But I, I imagine it was more of a publicity stunt. They oh, probably had some greatest hits album that came out or something. And, I don't know. And you know when he when he when he finished, he went home and had forty two hours of tantric sex because <laughs> apparently that's what Sting does. Right. Per per yeah, yeah. literally his what he says in his, yeah. in his book. It's it's uh, another day in the life. Yeah. Sure. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Crow Milk, of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know 
from harvesting crow's eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The the fortification and benefits of these crow's eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crow's milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah. Because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that, I don't give a fuck mentality yeah. on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow, yeah, crow milk. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it and, and be one with, with your own, um, with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk, so. Thank you, crow milk. Uh, let's move on to some more trivia. Uh, this week in 1996, this band reunites with many special guests at the Prince's Trust concert in England. Was it A, Black Sabbath, B, The Who, or C, Pink Floyd? Mm. In 1996, they reunited for this concert in England, the Prince's Trust concert. Oof. Was it Black Sabbath, The Who, or Pink Floyd that reunited gotcha. in 1996? I know uh, a part of this concert was you had to um, you had to eat something that a Coke Field David Crosby cooked, and that thus the name Trust. It was a Coke Field it David was... uh, Crosby cookoff. <laughs> That's was, what it was. was one of the main attractions of it. <laughs> yes, and I, I think the 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 thing was is that he cooked this big old pot of jambalaya. Yeah, and there instead of you know how they do the the king cake with the little baby. Yeah. Well, he put little crack rock. Uh, in, inside one of the lobsters or one of the shrimps, That's and it. whoever found it, it got to have a wild ride with David Crosby. Yep. And they just went on that um, <laughs> that that what do you call it at uh, Space Mountain at yeah. Disneyland? That was the prize. That you get was to, it. You get to do you smoke crack with David Crosby and go on Space Mountain <laughs> for eight hours straight. You know, I, it, it, actually, you're absolutely right. And it, I remember it took a dark turn once. Um, a, a Coke uh, mustache frosted uh, David Crosby fed uh, Scott Tennerman his parents in the <laughs> right in, in the well, jambalaya. The, the, the Prince's Trust concert <laughs> requires entry by sacrificing a child. There you go. So you have to sacrifice a child to the prince. He drinks their blood. Yes. Uh, and then gives that blood, regurgitates it yes. to the queen. Is so she can live on to another 10 yeah. or 15 years. So. Yeah. And then Tom York is in the background, and he's going, Are you going to cry now, you little baby? And he has little glitches, little, little sounds, baby. little not music. It's just <laughs> little glitches and sounds. And that's his DJ set. That's his DJ set. Wow. <laughs> Look, we took we took it down a dark path. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, okay, 1996, his band reunites with many special guests at the Prince's Trust concert in England. Was it A, Black Sabbath? B, the Who, or C, Pink Floyd. See, I know it's not Pink Floyd because they hate each other so much. <laughs> they do. In, in 1996, there's just no way. So, um, so oh, okay. So we're we've got the answer down here. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you say it. Take a guess. Okay, I'm gonna guess B. <laughs> Zach you are <Starkey>. absolutely correct. <laughs> Zach Starkey on drums for the Who to perform Quadrophenia at the Princess Trust concert in England. Chris it's- doesn't usually show me the answer, by the way. <laughs> usually, like if I, I, do I guess scrolled it, I up mistakenly, and I'm like, well, it's already there. <laughs> the charity event with Eric Clapton as the headliner. 
Uh, also features Bob Dylan, Ron Wood sitting in on guitar. It was a big kind of collection of, uh, of oh, artists. Okay. So there you go. Yeah, nice. 96, it was The Who that reunited this week. That's cool. Uh, that's cool. I mean, I mean, a lot of you guys here are dedicated audience members. You know that I have um, one of Pete Townsend's um, tambourines. That that's right. Yep. That, that could have been there at that concert. Oh, no, it wouldn't have. My dad 96? stole it. Yeah, no, my dad. He stole it way before that. Yeah, huh? wait. He stole it in the 60s. That's um, right. Okay. Late 60s. Uh, he probably brought it up, though. You know, Pete probably brought it up at that concert. Yeah. You know, some bastard from <laughs> California stole my fucking tambourine 30 years ago, and I'm still pissed about it. He's like, that son of a bitch. He stole my tambourine. I got a little, does he know I have a tracking chip in there? <laughs> yeah, a tracking chip from 1969. <laughs> I was ahead of the time. Yeah. Oh, oh man. All that right. son of a bitch stole my favorite tambourine. <laughs> Get him back eventually. Uh, it's all beat up. <laughs> Movie entertainment news this week. Quentin Tarantino talking about retirement. Mm. Uh, he told Bill uh, Bill Maher that he's uh, ready to quit because I know upon film, I know film history, and from here on end, do- directors do not get better. End quote. That was what he was saying. So mm. he says that he's. I don't have a reason that I would want to say out loud that's going to win any argument in the court of public opinion or anything like that. At the same time, working for 30 years, doing as many movies as I've done, is not as many other as many other people, but that's a long career. Mm-hmm. That's a really long career, and I've given it everything I have, end quote. This probably has a little something to do with like a lot of the heat that he got after after being on Joe Rogan. Talking <laughs> yeah, the whole Me Too stuff that started coming out? It, well, it was, um, it was actually about Bruce Lee. Oh, so the, the racist stuff. Ca- the characterized... Oh, it, 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 it's, it's interesting because... It was a basically it was originally started as his portrayal of Bruce Lee as this kind of cocky guy who liked to challenge stuntmen and stuff right, like that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and Quentin Tarantino stuck by that. And then it, uh, Bruce Lee's daughter came out and just gave this big statement that was just like, "Listen, characterizing Bruce Lee as this as you know he may have been he may have been cocky, but that's what you had to do as a Chinese American to succeed. Like you had to be like super aggressive, right? Or so she and and basically this is what this is what Quentin Tarantino actually said. He said, "I I respect Bruce Lee's daughter's opinion, but everybody else can suck a dick." That's what he <laughs> said on Joe, Joe Rogan. And uh, uh, and even after that, Bruce Lee's daughter was like, "Well, I appreciate that he said that, but still, like, I'm not cool with it. I'm never going to be cool with it. It was he mischaracterized my father. Right. So like, he's getting a whole lot of heat for that right now. But mm. I've actually watched that scene. I mean, it's a good scene. It's a good scene. It's a good, it's a good scene. scene of the movie. Yeah, and yeah, but I, I guess I mean I get her point that he's reinforcing those like stereotypes and beliefs and stuff. Yeah. But I think if she like if she's more of the person to bring light as to why that actually was. That yeah, maybe he was cocky and he was doing shit like that. Yeah, that sounds like it's accurate. Then even though he's portraying it like that, yeah, and it was shitty at the time for them to have to go through that. But yeah, the portrayal is still accurate. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, and maybe she's not happy with that fact. But you can't rewrite history. Yeah, you know, it's like your dad did have to. Yeah, prove himself maybe more than. Uh, regular American actors. Oh yeah, and it's got to be tough too. Dude, and, spit your dad. Yeah, yeah, and that's got to yeah. be a, a, a tough thing to. And like you said, that's probably part of it. And I heard though that the whole thing with Quentin Tarantino was that he always wanted to do ten movies. Mm, yes, and yeah, that's he's right. at number nine. So yeah, that's. I think really that's part of it as well. That he's always had a goal in his mind that he wanted to do it for about thirty years. 
And yeah. it started in 1990, 91, doing movies, and now it's 2021. So it's been about 30 years, and he's almost at 10 movies, and I think he's got one more movie left, and he's going to make a big deal about it that it's his last movie. Ooh, and, oh, and it'll be a, oh, man. It'll be a big deal in the, in the box office no matter what movie it is. People are going to go see it because it's Tarantino's last film. And it'll be the 10th film in his career, and they're going to do a box set and all that kind of stuff. I'm, so. I'm going to guess what it is. I'm going to I'm going to put a guess out to the okay to the ethos here. I'm think? going to say it's a revenge tale from Vivia Fox's character's daughter in Kill Bill. <laughs> like it's That'd like a cool. 25 year later revenge yeah. kind of scenario that yeah. that just co- kind of brings the whole kill bill thing all the way like full circle all the way back around yeah and, that'd be pretty yeah. cool and if, if if uma thurman and quentin tarantino if they actually i don't think they get along right now because of a, an incident that happened on kill bill but like if that happened how dope would that be yeah 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 we'll see that's interesting yep and david crosby's david crosby's gonna be in there somewhere he'll yeah he'll be a, a bum bum number five on the subway yeah and he'll just be laying in his own squalor and he doesn't know karate he knows crazy. Twist. He does know karate, <laughs> okay. but he acts like he doesn't until he needs to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Pacific Northwest has the hottest day of the historic heat wave. Did you hear about all this crazy shit going oh, on yeah. up there? Big time. Big 116 time. degrees up there in Portland, Oregon. Seattle hit 108, both record-setting temperatures. Uh, schools and businesses closed. Light and uh, light rail streetcar service was suspended because of melting power cables. Mm, yeah. And the roads were buckling in many areas because of the heat-related expansion. Apparently, meteorologists are saying that it's a dome of high pressure. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, oh, so Stephen King's The Dome is actually coming true. Ooh, that's, that's actually true. It's actually happening. Well, yeah, it's rough up there right now. They they were taking measurements of, uh, like, there are, there's areas that, you know, not used to reaching that um, that high degree of heat. Yeah, it's and, crazy. Yeah, and the asphalt and the everything is, it's, okay, so just spoiler for anybody who doesn't live in Central California, that we're used to 116 degree heat. Like, we usually hit, like, a high of, at some point in July or August, we hit a high 110. of one, yeah, one ten. Yeah, last year we hit one fifteen at one point, and that was even during the California wildfires. Yep. Yeah, one ten easily. That's like normal for like maybe half of the month of August. But um, but for people who aren't used to that sort of heat, that that can be pretty brutal. Yeah, and just stuff like you said, like roads. And oh yeah, streetcar cables that aren't used to it. Yep, they're normally yeah. getting rained on and having very temperate temperatures big time yeah couldn't big handle time. it hearts hearts out to, to those folks out there yeah if you have family or friends in that area please reach out to them make sure everything's cool yeah, and if you walk your dog i will kill you <laughs> yeah you right walk your dog on the asphalt i will okay. murder you come on uh all right so the Red. battle of the billionaires to reach space first is happening uh charles did you know richard branson's virgin mm. galactic company announced yesterday that its next test flight will be on July 11th and that he will be among the six people on board. Mm. So this means that Branson will beat Amazon founder Jeff Bezos into space by nine days. Bezos had announced last month that he'd be going into space on July 20th, and then Richard Branson's doing it July 11th. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe they'll all stay up in space. July 20th is a big day, Um, not not just because it's my birthday, but because that's the day that that, uh, Neil Armstrong stepped um, on the moon. Oh, is it? Yep, July 20th. So I think that's why um, I would Bezos wait. is doing it on that day. Kind oh, of yeah. a significant day, right? Yep, that's huge. Um, that is huge. So, yeah, there you go. Um, 
Did you hear about this fan who caused the big Tour de France oh, yeah. crash? Oh, yeah. Did, big time. Did you see the video? Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah, I saw the aftermath and everybody out. There's hella people injured. She actually left the country. Yeah, she got on a flight <laughs> immediately yeah. after the event, and she got on a flight, and she left the country, and authorities have been searching her for, uh, for the past week or yeah. whatever. And they finally found her. The fan was tracked down after having gotten on a flight after the I- accident. Uh, they filed a complaint against her that day, and the race's deputy director said they also plan to sue mm-hmm. so that the tiny majority of people who do this do not spoil the show for everyone. Um, yeah, it, so uh, to set it up, you guys got to look it up. Woman causes crash at uh, Tour de France. Mm-hmm. Look up the video, but this lady, she's so fucking dumb. She knows that the, the video cameras are filming, uh, like doing their TV thing as the, the riders are starting to go down the road, and she's focused on the cameras specifically and she's got this massive sign i (laughs) swear to god like the size of a fucking surfboard that she's holding in two of her hands and it was a message to her grandparents or something stupid yeah and she's holding it out in the middle of the roadway she's on she's actually stepping into the roadway and holding the sign there and this fucking guy this poor biker like makes this movement to like try and get out of the way and it hits him directly like just square in the chest and he falls down the biker behind him rolls over him like a speed bump and then everybody just crashes and it's this massive pile up of like i swear yeah a hundred people on bikes yeah all falling into a big giant pit yeah brutal 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 and the lady just fucking took off and got on a flight and it was just Horrible. Yeah, disgraceful. It was a stupid thing to do. And one thing, though, that, that I don't like about this whole Tour de France shit yeah. that I started noticing that they need to figure out, how are people able to just literally be right next to those oh, yeah. people on the roadway? If you had malice or bad intent and you wanted to do something like oh, yeah. that on yeah. purpose, yeah. I mean, that lady looked like it was an accident, but like it was a really bad accident. And that stuff, it ruined... Those people train for years oh, for yeah. all year for that event and to have some stupid lady do something like that and it ruins it for everyone it's un- unreal oh yeah big time it, it, it's uh they were talking about that with the uh the people who set up that event and they were like we it's just so many miles to cover like we just can't do it like people are gonna go out there it's it's almost like something we can't control but um yeah. i mean hopefully this sends a strong message don't be fucking dumb don't jump out with your giant signs you know saying i love you nana to the to the world like just just you know go tell that person just go go how about how about instead of making a giant sign and jumping out in front of like a thousand bicyclists how about you just like drive over to your grandparents house and go tell them yeah right (laughs) face to face horrible ridiculous so yeah they need to make an example out of her unfortunately she's gonna be crying it'll be a big old deal but it's like you know what yeah you you fucked up big time and we can't allow that to happen again somehow another marilyn manson is involved and david crosby and david crosby i suspect he put her up to it he he may have probably better yeah he's got a sinister i'll bet you a sub sandwich and a crack rock oh yeah that you can't hold that sign out in front of those bikers oh yeah now can it be any crack rock and when you slow down the video you could see actually in the (laughs) in the hill off to the left you could see david crosby pop out of the hill like a little gopher yeah and he kind of he does a little chuckle a little hedgehog yeah he puts his hand up like the dog on uh duck hunt yeah you know like when you miss oh yeah and the dog will pop (laughs) up and he puts his hand and he puts his hand in front of his face and he laughs at you (laughs) oh that dog that's what david crosby does 
it, it, you have to slow the video down really, really slow to be able to see it. It's oh so fast. Oh my but. god, you just brought up like that, that dude, that guy, that that dog is worse than Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka. <laughs> like it, that dog is just that dog on duck hunts a real asshole. Just evil. He's like, <laughs> it's like, ah, you're like, Ugh. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Yar, you hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What did they eat to become the largest beasts on the planet? Krill. That's right. We've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process. Filters and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea. Yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake. Yar, you need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious, it's krillicious. Yar! All right, weekly WTF. Uh, there's a machine that turns beer into soft serve frozen dessert. Yuck! <laughs> it's called a below zero machine, and it can take any beverage and crystallize it in under 30 minutes. So, of course, they're like, well, does this work with beer? Of course it does. All you do is you mix your drink with a gel. Mm, that sounds good, right? Okay. So you're mixing it with a gel. You, it's like a toothpaste. You put it in the machine, and it comes out as soft serve ice cream. Okay. The whole process is FDA approved and is technically not ice cream because there are no dairy products involved. Yeah. The machine costs, it's just a, a mystery gel. Yeah. You know? Who wants a dairy product? Have mystery gel yeah, instead, yeah. you know? This is how the lead singer of ACDC has to eat his, uh, <laughs> has to drink his beer because of all the damage that was done to his throat <laughs> gargling those eight penny nails. The machine costs $6,000. Yeah. And it will be sold to bars to allow them to create their own desserts. Hey, you want you want another ice cream beer? Yeah! Yeah! Put it down my gullet. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to get a picture of this Flintstone house, but have you seen it or yeah. heard of this? Mm-hmm. I've this seen it. Flintstone house owner in California, uh, in Hillsboro, finally won the battle to keep her strange-looking house just as it is. So yeah. the city sued her. Um, Florence Fang. Yeah. W- uh, her name is, yeah, What? what is it? Florence Fang. Florence Fang. Awesome name. Uh, ignore- awesome she name. ignored the town's stop work orders back in 2019, so the town sued her, and she in turn sued them back. A decision last week was made that will allow Fang to keep her new yard, and she will have to apply for building permits. Okay. And she's, they're going to have to pay her $125,000. Oh, okay. The city. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, funny. That's great, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's, it's why, why, why even, why, why did they get so irritated? It's a, it's, it's a, have you ever seen it? It's, yeah, it, it's pretty elaborate. It's I mean, elaborate, it looks, yeah. It looks like, um, I don't know, like a movie set from yeah. the Flintstones. Just it's got, it. like, pictures of... You know, well, it's not pictures. It's like structures of shit that you would find in the Flintstone movie. Yeah, like their house, their where they ate, and their city and stuff. It's 
It's pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. That she's even doing all of that, but uh, apparently people thought it was an eyesore, but she got the last laugh. She gets to keep it, and she gets paid $125,000. Nice. She will She will uh, use her feet and her car to scoot down to the bank and cash that check. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, all right, check this out. Yale Drama School is going to be free now after a $150 million donation. Wow. Yale Drama School announced it will no longer charge tuition after receiving a $150 million donation from music industry bigwig David Geffen. Free attendance will begin this fall, with uh, uh, Yale President Peter Salovey saying it will apply to, quote, all students forever. Okay. Geffen said that removing the tuition will allow an even greater diversity of talented people to develop and hone their skills. He also stated that Yale was the right place to begin the change that we think about funding arts and education. Nice. Oh, okay. All the right. school will be renamed the David Geffen School of Drama at Yale University. Oh, that's dope. It's 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 not like learning how to act. It's just like a, there's a bunch of drama. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like an episode of the real world. That's all it is. It's just a water cooler and people hang yeah. out and talk shit around it. Yeah. That's Somebody eventually sticks their finger in the <laughs> peanut butter jar and it's just hella drama. All hell breaks loose. Yep. Exactly. All right. Uh, check it out. Fleetwood Max Skater Guy has a new cranberry booze drink, oh, Charles. Oh, no way. You might remember TikTok star Dogface. Okay. Well, he went viral nine months ago after yeah. he posted a video of himself riding a skateboard doing um, Fleetwood Max Dreams, sipping some ocean spray. Well, now Nathan Dogface Apodaca is using his image for a new adult drink called Cranberry Dreams. Okay. It's released nationally by Beatbox Beverages. It's, it's 11.1 11.1 alcohol by volume. Ooh. And the drink may be Ooh. on some store shelves now, so there you go. Cranberry you know, Dreams. Uh who um, actually did a cranberry version of their popular drink was Who's a that? Cr- uh, Krill Reserve. Oh, they, really? Yeah, they have a cranberry flavor. Cranberry um, Krill Reserve. Krill Reserve. Yeah, that's right. It's I pretty heard intense. About that. It's pretty intense. Yeah. I, I've, I've had it before, and it, it even um, it's weird because this guy actually is super cool dude, but he um, he actually uh, there's a video that most people haven't seen, but he's not singing to Fleetwood Mac. Um, he's singing to uh, the Monkees. Wow. And, um, yep. And um, and while he's singing to the monkeys, he takes the Krill Reserve cranberry drink and he just pours it all over his face and and his head to cool him off. But you know, you got to be careful. That's how it started. Yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah, with Krill Reserve cranberry because the the bitter factor of it. It can melt, like melt your clothing. Oh yeah, yeah. But Even it's the, good. It, it's tasty. It's triple baleen filtered, but mm-hmm. it's still it has that krill potency. Yeah, yeah. If it comes in contact with your skin or clothing, yeah, it just goes through it like acid. Oh yeah, it's wonderful if you want to like clean. If you want to clean, that's like, right. Your kitchen or get the uh, the barnacles off of your hole. Mm-hmm. You know, you can use it for that. Yeah, yeah. You can absolutely scrape all the barnacles off and make a stew out of them. Yeah. Through, through the magic of baleen filters, though, you, you can ingest it, and you're perfectly fine. It's amazing. Yep. Uh, all right, that does it for us this week, guys. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Rock News Weekly. Yes. Check out the photos from all of our interviews, and our links are up on nine different platforms at rocknewsweekly.com. If you enjoyed our episode, please rate our podcast in the Apple and Google stores. We do appreciate it. And have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.